0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Ernesto Castro, and you are tuning in to the What's In Your Case podcast. Our guest today is a multi-talented singer, rapper, songwriter, producer, and and mix-and-master engineer. He once said, I create from a need to express and to be heard. Everything I create is my experience as a highly marginalized individual who refuses to lose and demands to be understood. I make music that creates a safe space to be vulnerable, no matter if that expressed through pain or joy. I make music for the underdog who is tired of scraps. Born in the 916, raised in the 850, our guest, Goo Baby. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. So you and I met through the Songwriter Circle Showcase. You were uh, showcase buddies. Yes. We were. It was such a good show. How did you enjoy your time with the songwriter circle?
1: So it's a different crowd than what I'm used to. I usually play mainly for like hip hop crowds. And it's all just kind of about like high energy, just kind of like vibrato and ego. And in that moment, it was just nice to kind of like have people be curious about like what's behind the music. So it was like vulnerable, but it was very freeing at the same time. It was it was just a good time.
0: And during the songwriter circle, you mentioned that you played the trumpet. What other instruments do you play?
1: So trumpet is my main instrument. I also did French horn when I was in uh, high school. I'm not completely proficient at these other instruments, but I do have like a miniature harp that I sometimes include in my production, a flute, guitar, drum kit, piano. I-, I can at least play a little bit something on everything.
0: So two weeks ago, I interviewed Eli, the other person in our song musical group, and we need you to break the tie. A question that I like to ask my guests that do play instruments is, do you name your instruments? And if so, what are their names?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Right now, only three of my instruments have names. Um, the trumpet is Charlie after my grandpa, just because, I don't know, he was really excited when I learned trumpet. My acoustic guitar is Red, so its name is Cherry. And then my electric guitar is Mint, so its name is Julep.
0: So it looks like there we have it. Two against one. You and I both name our instruments. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier this year, you had your first performance in drag. For the listeners that don't know exactly what drag is, can you tell us what a drag performance entails?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's huh, how do I even explain it? There's so many ways to look at drag, but I I think at like the meat and potatoes of it. It's just stepping out of self and completely coming into a character embodying something and you can do that usually through the way you do your makeup it's a lot of like costume and design and also an element of talent or lip syncing usually so for me in this time i dressed up did my makeup and i lip synced this time
0: do you plan on doing more drag performances this year I do.
1: I really I really hope so. It's just right now I'm super busy, but it's always fun. It's so much fun to do drag performances.
0: So September 10th, 2022, you released your music video called Greens. Yes. This one was directed by NZE Productions.
1: Yes, NZE Productions.
0: How much involvement did you have in the direction of how that music video was made?
1: I was very lucky. A friend, really my friend's partner and he was doing free music videos and we actually shot my friends earlier that day in the same day but as much involvement as i had in it i did all the storyboarding for it and i just basically gave him a piece of paper a little a little um scrap piece of paper with like some shots and i told him like there's a story i kind of want to tell and you know if you feel any other creative freedoms within it go for it but yeah the idea and the concept was pretty much mine
0: and looking back at how that music video was made, how did you feel in the time when you released it?
1: Nervous. And I mentioned this at the Songwriter Circle. Like I have really grandiose dreams of what a music video can look like in terms of visuals. And so it was still a cool music video, but I didn't know how to make it live up to like what I saw in my head on a budget. But still, for what it is, I was very proud that I still captured the essence of like what I wanted to kind of display.
0: And it looks like in September 17th, 2022, you released another music video called Mr. Nice Guy. But this one was directed by yourself.
1: Yes, and shot by me, too.
0: What are some tips you could give someone that was interested in making their own music video or... What do you think they should look for when they're drafting ideas to make their music videos?
1: Oh, boy. It's still a learning process for me, too. Um, I'm not very much a visual person, but you should definitely study a little bit of uh, cinematography and kind of look at things from the viewer's perspective because angle lens angle put like uh yeah angles of like the, the camera and everything is really important the way that you might handle the camera whether you push a shot or you zoom in or zoom out if you have somebody else that can do that for you and just don't be limited by your equipment i literally edited that music video on iMovie and i shot it with my phone you know and i was in my apartment put my mattress against the wall i cleared some space in my bedroom and i just tried to do something that was like interesting
0: It looks like October 28th, 2022, you released the music video Blip, also directed by yourself. And then May 6th of this year, you released the music video for Cute, also directed by yourself. Yes. Should we expect another music video coming soon? What
1: I do have in the works is like a big album, and hopefully there will be a music video for every song for that. But it's still early in the recording phase, so not quite yet. But you never know. Sometimes I just get like in a creative frenzy and I'm like, okay, I think I got an idea. But as of right now, not yet.
0: And it's easy to tell that video games and pop cultures have been kind of a big influence for you. You have a few beats on YouTube inspired by that passion. An example would be Luigi's Mansion, Austin Powers, and then one based off the character him off the Powerpuff Girls what do you think it is about these things that really draw you towards it
1: uh they're they're iconic like those are all kind of moments or things that are staples and they're so different but what kind of ties them all together is like they're just so they're just so iconic and, and what they are you know I just like things that are very original and can just stand alone and they're just kind of strong for like what it is I don't know how to really explain it but I mean I grew up playing video games I love cartoons kind of a movie head to some degree especially with comedies and so it's just like those are points that bring me joy and so i guess i'm inspired by the things that just bring me joy that's kind of how i keep in touch with like my inner child
0: you said comedies. Uh, who's your favorite comedian or person to watch in a comedy movie?
1: For a long time, it was Dave Chappelle. I also like Monique. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Outside of like comedians, I do love children's cartoons. They're so funny. Like The new Mario's movie was actually surprisingly hilarious.
0: So when I was on your YouTube channel, I noticed that you had two Let's Play game videos. Yes. It looks like... November 28th, 2022, you did one for Kingdom Hearts 2. And then January 9th of this year, you did one for Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Should we expect more gameplay videos coming soon? Or were those kind of one-off things?
1: No, I definitely want to do more because... Retro gaming is just a joy and I'm like a video game collector. So I'm like, why not? I think the the hard part is just having a busy schedule and trying to find time now to like fit it in because when you record for video games it's so different than just playing the video games for pleasure like you have to make sure that like <laughs> there's somewhat of a progression in the game and sometimes i get stuck <laughs> at parts of the game and so i was like well damn <laughs> they're gonna be watching me play the literally the same part for three episodes
0: <laughs> and it was an interesting choice to start with kingdom hearts 2 was there a reason you started with two over one
1: <laughs> i so I've had that game since I was super little, like maybe since it came out, maybe 2005 or something. And that was the first one I started with. And then I only have Chain of Memories and I haven't played it yet. And then I just recently beat Kingdom Hearts 3. And, (laughs) you know, like once you get that deep into it, you're like, wait, what is this whole game about? Because you can kind of play them out of order and still get, like, the gist of it. But yeah, there wasn't really any particular reason. It was just kind of like, well, this is the first one I started with. It's a lot of fun. I still enjoy the story, even though it's, like, out of order. So I was like, why not?
0: I I can't wrap my head around the Kingdom Hearts timeline at all. I
1: finally kind of understood it. I can't give you it bar for bar, but basically people have... (laughs) Never mind. Wait. Okay. They have like shell bodies and they have hearts. And that's what creates nobodies and heartless. And hearts can be transferred over to people who are who you like love and that kind of stuff so like during a lot of battles to save the characters they their hearts have gone into other people and when your heart leaves you create a nobody so it's, it's really confusing and that's why there's so many characters named the same thing but it's basically just a bunch of war and from like the death of these characters a heartless and a nobody's born and then sometimes they become like more sentient so that's kind of like the gist of it i know i watched the whole hour of youtube to understand it i completely don't that
0: much either so recently you made a post it was more of a story where you said that you wanted a uh, Funko pop based on you to immortalize your style. Yeah. Could you tell me more about what is pond grunge?
1: Yeah. So I'm from Florida. Uh, There's a lot of like, I'm a real country boy at heart. It's really funny. Like, I just love outdoor wear, but I'm also like an ex emo kid. So there's that mix of that. Everything in Pond Grunge is just kind of like nature inspired. It's flowy. It's ideally clothes that you could literally go out and play in. Like all my friends used to kind of tease me because my shoes were always dirty, but it's because I'm always out in nature. So it's like, It's still well put together. It's a little grungy. You could get dirty with it and it wouldn't look crazy. You can still enjoy life, even though it's fashionable. A lot of fishnets and chains and pearls. So it kind of has like a a tied together, almost classy-ish element to it. Lots of platforms, lots of statement pieces. And it's just kind of my way of combining like a hippie, grunge, outdoorsy style.
0: All right. So let's take a look at your discography now. Okay. September 6th, 2022, you released the album from the archives, which consists of This Is Who, Mr. Nice Guy, Pimpin' Greens, The Gardener, forgive me if I mispronounce this, Nishki, Game Over, and Rain. Yes. Do you remember how you felt when you dropped this album?
1: Oh my gosh. I felt like it was a flurry of mania because... This was the first full body of work I ever mastered. And so I just remember like, oh my God, I would be in my apartment, not sound treated, lots of reverb, not knowing what I'm doing, watching YouTube videos of how to master as I'm learning to master. I mean, like if you go back to those projects and you look at my mastering chain, it's not even really logical <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> if I go back now and look at it, it kind of stresses me out. I'm like, what were you doing? Everything. But I was just so ready to get my music on streaming platforms i had been doing pretty good those are like almost all of them were all songs that had already been released on soundcloud or they were songs that i were like i was like just showing friends and that kind of stuff and they're like you have to post these already but i definitely felt so like manic frantic and yet relieved to just like get it off my back Because there was like probably a good two solid months I was just mastering and trying to learn how to master and running from my apartment to my car to listen to see how it sounds and back and forth for like hours a day. But ultimately, I still look back on it and I'm like pretty proud for like my first album that I mastered.
0: And then it looks like October 6th, 2022, you released a single called Donzo's Arm. Mm-hmm. Is that based off the Naruto character? Yeah,
1: yeah. If you look at the cover art, I actually photoshopped a bunch of Sharingan Gun eyes into my arm, and I'm wearing a, a yukata, which is like a cotton kimono, just for you know the the vibe and aesthetic of it all.
0: Now, in the great debate about Donzo, do you think it was fair for them to not put him on the mountain as a Hokage?
1: oh i mean i think i think it is i think it is fair not to you know uh, dude's egregious i mean the whole reason why he even has those eyes is basically because of like mass genocide and you know i mean there's certain presidents in our history who we don't really talk about or give much favor to it just probably seems a little harsher because there's there's way less hokages than there are like presidents but yeah definitely there's there's certain people we don't have to give too much uh he's already infamous for something else he doesn't need his face anywhere up big
0: and is naruto your favorite anime
1: probably not my favorite but it was the first one i ever watched so it definitely has like a good space in my heart like i was watching naruto before i even spoke english so yeah it's 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 a good place in my heart
0: (laughs) so if it's not naruto what is your favorite if you don't mind me asking
1: We'll just, I have a shojo favorite too, but I won't say that because I feel like it's embarrassing. Um, but for <laughs> for shonen anime, it's probably Full Metal Alchemist. Honestly,
0: Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my god, don't kill me.
1: Which is the one that's longer? It's Brotherhood, right?
0: I think it's Full Metal Alchemist. I think Brotherhood was shorter because it went more with the manga.
1: Yeah, whichever one is longer and where Sloth is like a guy and not a woman,
0: that's the one I like. Now, I'm sure you've heard this before, (laughs) but have you tried one piece?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) When I was a kid, I watched it a little bit. I cannot remember what goes on. I have the first manga and whenever like it comes on like the NHK, the Japanese channel that you can get in America on Mondays. So when my grandma watches it for fun, I sit and I watch it, but I could not tell you what's going on.
0: (laughs) Can't blame me for trying, but
1: <laughs> No, I know. I've had people really tell me and they won't tell me they're talking about one piece. They're like, Yeah, it's about genocide and slavery and overcoming. I'm like, wow, what is it? They're like one piece. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> so October 12th,
0: 2022, you released the single blip. October twenty third, twenty twenty two, you released the single "Never Could." Was there a reason you released three singles pretty much a week from each other?
1: Just really antsy to get music out because, like, I had those songs from the archives were old to me, so. Once I got done and I just brushed my hands with like the mastering process, I was like, I need new stuff now, now. It was like at the beginning, it's really early on in my career. And so I was doing a lot of studying of like what's popular right now, like career wise and just kind of like optics to do as an artist. And especially as like a more rap artist, it's more could be more beneficial to release singles and so i was kind of frantic also to do that and also just wanted something to to do something completely new
0: as well january 5th of this year you released an album am i warm enough it consists of peep crack decay intensity warm enough on my own and some slight what ways were you promoting this album that were different than how you promoted your first album
1: Oh yeah. It was so cool. I did like a press release where it had like a little blurb about every song and it just kind of was a little more like personal and less like PR than the first one. And then I did a lot of TikTok too. I didn't make any music videos for this album just because of like timing and organization and because the album was like really spur of the moment. But that press release kit, the electronic press release kit that I did was really cool to me.
0: And then April 25th of this year, you released a single called Cute. Uh, should we expect any singles or albums coming soon?
1: Yes, I have a single on the way called Loan. It'll drop June 28th. And then probably sometime in late July, I have another one called Crew coming out that I've already like, recorded and mixed so i'm like i'm getting ahead of of the release i I used to be scrambling like the week of before i wanted to release something but i'm ahead of it now so yeah there's a few releases for the summer
0: all right and you said you were trying to challenge yourself to record something all in one day or all in one sitting as a way to be more decisive about what you're doing because you don't like sitting on songs Mm -hmm. what did you mean by that
1: so just going back to like When I did that first album, like I said, I was mastering for two months. And it's like, you know, for people who have like big labels behind them and they have a team behind them, it makes sense because maybe that two months of work can be split up over multiple people while the artist is doing other things. But for me, I'm doing the writing, the recording, the production, promo, uh, marketing photo shoots. Like I do it all by myself. And so it's like for me to even spend a month on just one aspect of that and one uh, only one aspect of that alone, you probably only get one song out of me a year and it might look super duper polished and super duper good. But also there's from like a human need within me, I have a need to just express and like release things. Like even just sitting on a song for too long doesn't feel good because it's like if it's a song that I wrote in anger or I wrote in pain or even in joy sometimes, it's like I can't keep mulling over that same emotion. It'll make me kind of not like the song anymore.
0: Thank you for being our guest here on the What's In Your Case podcast. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote? And tell the listeners where they can find your content.
1: Yes. Okay. So I know this is going to come out a little later past these dates, but just to kind of plug what we're doing for the for the summer. June 28th, I dropped my song, Loan. So you can find that on all streaming platforms. Goo, just G-O-O. The first O has a slash in it. So you know it's me. I'm also throwing my first show called Kiki on K Street, July 20th. It's going to be like a Black queer celebration. We're bringing ballroom, rap performances. It's just going to be a good time. And then August 4th, I'll be performing at a house show with some acts like Wabi, Jakari Smith, Lab Rats, Alan the Enigma, Moon, or Moon, Moon. And um, it's going to be just a really good kind of all-in-the-family kind of mix. I can't think of anything later down the line but hopefully if this kiki on k street goes well there's a possibility i could be doing this monthly if not twice monthly so just keep your eyes out for that as well and you can find me on all social media at goo baby g-o-o-b-e-b-e-h